prophet Isaiah calls to us today saying, Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have, have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. And its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in. Who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth. When God blows upon them and they wither. And the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. God who brings out their host and numbers them. Calling them all by name because God is great in strength. Mighty in power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. God does not faint nor grow weary. God's understanding is unsearchable. God gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But, the Lord, but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then we hear... Again, from the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark, Jesus has just healed, if you'll recall, the, the man with the demon. He has exercised the demon from him and commanded the demon to not tell anybody that Jesus is the Holy One of God. And this happens next. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. And they told Jesus about her at once. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And then the fever left her and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset they brought to Jesus all who were sick and possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And Jesus would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, Jesus got up, went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. Simon and his companions hunted him down. And when they found Jesus, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you, Jesus. And he answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came here to do. 
And he went through Galilee proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm going back to the chair because I want to have a talk today. This is an odd text and it kind of at first seems like there's really not much there. There. I mean, there's the part about Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law, so it could be a healing story. Jesus healed many other people, so it could be a healing story. And Jesus went out alone to pray, and many people will use this as a story to show you that we should spend time alone in prayer with God. But I don't want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the time at the very end of the story where the disciples, and the word is very clear in Greek, the disciples hunt him down. They are going after Jesus. They're not going to leave him alone. They hunt him down and they say, everyone is looking for you, Jesus. Now, I think that's a fascinating thing to say. Everyone is looking for Jesus. Now, I mean, the beginning of this story is, this paragraph is, you know, Jesus is kind of like the mother of a three-year-old. Right? Any of you ever had three-year-olds? Your parents or grandparents, you know, and you try to go to the bathroom, and you get this... What are you doing in there? Hey, where are you? Can I come in? I want a drink of water. You know, the disciples will not leave Jesus alone. They're hunting him down. And then, and and why? Well, because everyone is looking for Jesus. And that prompted me to think. Is everyone looking for Jesus? In this day and age, are we looking for Jesus? Now, it made sense that in the time that they're talking about here, everyone's looking for Jesus Because he's done a lot of things for people. He's healed them. He's cast out their demons. He's told them good stories. He's comforting and kind. That's nice, right? Very nice. Jesus is nice. And everyone is looking for him. So they can get something? Because they want to see the famous man? It started me thinking about where do we go today if we want to look for Jesus? Now, y'all know me. I, I'm a church girl. I was raised in the church. I left for a little bit in my 20s. I've come back, given my whole 
life and heart to the church. I believe in the church. I believe in what we do. I believe in the need for our existence, for fellowship, and for holding each other up, for care, and for education, discipleship. Everyone's looking for Jesus. Do they come here? If you were looking for Jesus, would you come here? Hmm. It's an interesting question to think about. Everyone is looking for Jesus. So what people are looking for Jesus? In, in, the, in, the, in the 80s and 90s, we heard all about the seeker churches, you know. Saddleback Church started in California, and Willow Creek started in Chicago. And there were these great seeker churches that were going to go out for the people seeking Jesus. And bring them into church. And it worked. They were huge. They did miraculous ministry. But you know we don't hear about those churches anymore. They still exist. There are some people somewhere that are still looking for Jesus. But to talk about what people want is a little different than that. I had the audacity to Google, Google, what people want to see what it would come up with. Do you know what they want? They want happiness. They want money. According to this, they want sex. They want power. They want joy. They want to contribute to society. Nowhere in any of that did it say anything about Jesus. I mean, I will grant to you that if you find Jesus, you may gain some of those qualities. But people don't know they're looking for Jesus. Everyone is looking for you, Jesus, but not in this day and age. You have to watch carefully what happens in this text to really get where we're supposed to be going with this. Jesus is about to become famous. I mean Rockstar, I mean Taylor Swift famous. Big famous. And he says no. No. Everyone is looking for me, so I'm going to be my genuine, authentic self and carry, and this says twice, the message. 
to people who need it. And the parentheses there is, even if they don't know they need it. So what's the message that Jesus carries? That God is love? That God forgives? That God saves? Everyone is looking for Jesus. It's about time we show them who Jesus is by loving and forgiving and saving, contributing to society. We proclaim the message of Jesus simply by doing the acts of God that Jesus calls us to. And it is then that those who are searching for Jesus can find him. All y'all get your shorts in a wad when I say, tell your friends about Jesus. Tell your friends about the church. Bring people in to see what's happening here. Good things are happening. People will like it. Everyone is searching for Jesus. Don't worry about it. Show those people who Jesus is. Not one seeking fame and fortune. Not one providing easy answers. Not one who will give you all the money, sex, and power that you want, but one who will love you unconditionally, forgive you, and save you. And then you'll know you found something great. God bless us as we hunt down Jesus and search for love and kindness and salvation. Amen.